Ahoy! Welcome to another episode of Kimmel and Cox. Um, so this episode is going to be a little bit different from uh, what we originally intended. Uh, as you can see, we are one man short. Uh, Keith Cox has gotten the flu. Him and his wife have the flu. So um, if you could uh, please uh, give him your uh, thoughts and prayers or uh, what other... Uh, good vibes you have just send send uh to send that way to him and his family and um and hopefully um hope for a speedy recovery that uh he might return on the next episode so uh with that out of the way let's get into what um this show is going to be about what this episode is now i had recorded this uh, the other day, but then I had a little bit of an audio issue. My audio decided that, uh, it did not want to, um, it did not want to, uh, be recognized anymore, and so it got corrupted. So that was very unfortunate, but, um, hopefully we have that all fixed, and, um, you know what, let me, let me actually change the mic here. Because this is this is just not going to do it, I don't think. Um, at least not now. But uh, just just one moment. Let me switch up the mic here. You might hear a little bit of a difference here in audio quality. But I just want to be uh, able to actually conversate instead of just worrying about the mic being on my lap. Because this is not uh, this is not ideal. So uh, just one moment here. All right, now we have a different audio here, so um, it will be a little bit more different, a little bit more drawing, but um, hopefully you will stay in for the rest of it here. But um, today's episode is, uh, like I said, it's going to be di different here since we are missing one half of the Camilla Cox show, but um, it sh should be entertaining nonetheless. Um, so uh, in the last episode, Keith and I had uh, discussed for this episode that we would uh, be talking about um, a christmas story more more in particular the sequel to a christmas story a christmas story christmas and um i for one have not seen either one before this episode um i really honestly i never actually intended to watch them i, I had no desire to watch them so they they were never really on my radar but uh, Keith gave me the uh, homework to actually go ahead and watch it for this episode. So thank you very much, Keith. That's, uh, that was uh, very, very kind of you to give me homework. Uh, never was one for homework, but thank you very much. Um, that said... Um, it would have been very interesting to hear uh, Keith's uh, take on it in person, but I will be reading his half of uh, the conversation here on his on his behalf. So, um, but um, I'll go ahead and um, carry on that discussion for today's episode. Um, 
So um, with all that out of the way, let's uh, get this show started. The show must go on, as they say. So um, let's go ahead and begin here. Now, um, there was something I wanted to share with Keith in particular uh, that I knew he would be very excited about, uh, but I will opt out to show him what uh, I was able to uh, grab here uh, on the next episode, because um, I'm sure he'd be very excited to see what I um, have come into possession of. Uh, if anyone knows uh, Keith and I, we are huge, huge uh, fans of uh, such films as Back to the Future, uh, Ghostbusters, um, you know, there's just the good old classics like that, uh, the, the sci-fi, the, really there was nothing like the sci-fi of the 80s, uh, today's sci-fi is a little bit more all over the place, honestly, you, you it wasn't, um, it was it, it's not hard to come by a sci-fi movie these days but uh sci-fi movies of that time it, mm, i don't know that there was as many produced as there is now honestly but um i digress uh the next thing that i wanted to discuss before we get into the main topic of uh this episode uh was that there were several trailers that came out and one in particular caught my eye it was the return of Indiana Jones, Harrison Ford himself returning as Indiana Jones in a movie called Indiana Jones and the Dial of Time, which uh, that is very exciting. I'm very excited to see that. That's, I mean, you have Harrison Ford back as Indiana Jones. He's old enough to be my own grandfather, and he is a... Uh, He's actually showing no signs of slowing down, is he? Um, but I guess it is, as they say, or as Indiana Jones says, it's not the years, honey, it's the mileage. So, I certainly hope that is true. But anyways, um, that is very exciting. I'm really excited to see that. Uh, I hope that we get to discuss that a little bit further as a matter of fact i think that uh we have uh, decided that the next episode of camilla cox we will go ahead and on a nostalgic journey a nostalgic adventure into the fantastical world of indiana jones in the next episode we'll go ahead and discuss uh, that uh, film franchise I don't know if you'll talk in, about a movie in particular, but um, but we'll certainly talk about Indiana Jones. I'd, there's four of them as of now, but d d uh, there's about to be the fifth one, which is The Dial of Destiny, which is not directed by Steven Spielberg, I m uh, might I add. It is actually directed by James Mangold, the director of such films as Logan, uh, Wolverine, he directed both of those, not Wolverine Origins. That that wasn't him, but the the good the good solo Wolverine movies. Okay, although Wolverine did have a kind of a little cookie cutter ending, but regardless, he directed that. Um, and 
there was another movie that he directed. I'm I'm blanking on. I'm blanking on uh, one of these other movies. But he's directing. Uh, he he's directed this new Indiana Jones adventure, and so it's probably going to be not just an adventure, but uh, something a little bit more in depth, something with a whole lot more heart, a whole lot more heart, and a whole lot more character development than certainly the last one, which um, I was not really all that big a fan of. But um, but the trailer looks good. You have Mads Mikkelsen in it as the villain, uh, and... Um, a few other, uh, few other uh, actors I recognized: Toby Jones, um, Holbrook, um, Holbrook. What's his first name? Ah, that's gonna bug me. Um, but he was also in Logan, and he, and was just in the recent series uh, Sandman as the Corinthian. Uh, I forget. His, I'm forgetting his first name. Uh, I think his last name is Holbrook, though. Uh, but go ahead and correct me if I'm wrong. Um, and that was pretty exciting. Um, so with all that out of the way, let's go ahead and go, let's get into uh, a Christmas story. So, um, a Christmas story. Where to begin with this? So, um... I will say this. It is a Christmas classic that neither Keith or I had much uh, we, we didn't take away much from it. Um, it, it was not Keith having seen it before his uh his take on it was and I'll go ahead and tell you his take here um so he says here that he knows that he's going to get uh he's probably going to get a lot of hell for this um but um um and I'll speak as though I'm him here um but I never understood what the big deal was about a Christmas story. It's never been one of my favorite Christmas movies. And I should say that I am paraphrasing. Um, paraphrasing what he said here. But, um, anyways, it has some great moments. It's quotable. But it's not a movie like. It's not a movie. I forgot a word here. But it's not a movie I like. I forgot the word I. It's but it's not a movie I like enough to watch on repeat. Maybe because it's so popular with TV networks and I got burnt out from seeing it so often on during the holidays. So um so that's his take on a Christmas story. And he has some further thoughts on a Christmas story that will uh, that will uh, pretty much segue into his thoughts on the sequel, A Christmas Story of Christmas. Now, um, not to be mistaken with A Christmas Story 2, 
because I recently found out that A Christmas Story 2 uh, is a movie that came out in like 2012 and it featured a whole different cast. Whole different cast. None of the originals, well, well as uh, this HBO Max sequel actually has quite uh, a few of the um, original actors that, that were available um, to return. Um, so that is very good. Um, uh, I do, I do not really enjoy it when they recast, particularly, you know, when they recast and it's like a, a straight to DVD release, you know, it's not going to be any good if it's a straight to DVD release. Um, you know what? That actually brings up a very good point. Um, if anyone could, uh, please indulge me if there is any really good, straight to DVD, straight to uh, VHS, straight to Blu-ray, straight to streaming. I mean, could you count that in there? I mean, streaming actually is kind of high up there in qual, higher up there in quality than just a straight to DVD release. I mean, studios don't put any money into that except for maybe, you know, a penny's worth. Um, But, um, but I digress back to the main topic. Please, um, if you could uh, indulge me in if there is any really good straight-to-DVD, VHS, Blu-ray, what-have-you uh, movies. I'm very curious to see if there really is. Now, uh, my take on A Christmas Story. Um, like I've said, I've not really had any interest in it, and I will tell you why. I knew about all the the uh the classic moments it all the quotable moments and everything i mean it's uh it is a thirty nine year old movie and yes i know it's a thirty nine year old movie well did it come out in December or was it in November it may still be thirty eight Regardless, it, it, it's about 10 years older than me. It came out in 1983. But, um, it, um, so, of course, uh, anyone who hasn't seen the movie probably knows a great deal of some of the things that were in the movie. Uh, such as the, the bunny costume, the, uh, the, uh, leg lamp, um, you know, th- those sort of things. Uh, you're gonna shoot your eye out kid that sort of thing i um i knew all about that i knew okay he's after a bb gun i knew the main story points and i knew i mean i didn't know how it would end i didn't know any of that stuff but kind of did because obviously they hinted oh shoot your eye out kid shoot your eye out, kid uh foreshadowing foreshadowing very clear foreshadowing um and uh so uh, it's very obvious foreshadowing and um i really had no interest in it because when i'd see all the little clips or the trailers you know uh from you know just going through the tv or youtube or you know whatever um like keith said it was on tv uh during the holidays quite often so um I probably did pass it by several times and seen a few things, 
but um, I never really had any interest in seeing it because it seemed to me to be very mean-spirited from all the little snippets I saw. Um, and for me, that is not Christmas. I, I really enjoy the movies like It's a Wonderful Life, uh, The Santa Claus, um, even Elf. I, I do enjoy Elf. Uh, a lot of my f- uh, friends and family do not enjoy Elf. They tend to not really care for Will Ferrell. But um, <laughs> um, The Grinch is a good one. Um, but, I mean, The Grinch is a good one. A Christmas Carol is a good one. It, 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 it's, uh, but it's... Uh, the Grinch is kind of... Eh, I kind of burn out on The Grinch. A Christmas Carol is always a good classic to have on. Um, there are quite a few good ones. I do like the Jim Carrey one. Um, the George C. Scott version has always been a classic. Um, shoot, there was one that had Kelsey Grammer in it. I remember seeing that. I'm curious about this, uh, this, uh, Guy Pierce one that I had, I, I'd seen uh, little trailers on. I'm curious about that one because that 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 looks interesting, and I love Guy Pierce. He's an amazing, amazing actor. Anyways, those movies, and I guess you could say Christmas Carol is a little bit mean spirited or anything like that. But I mean, even The Grinch, I guess you could say that too, because you know. But there is a, a certain heart with those. Uh, it's a Wonderful Life. Because it's it's about love, it's about family, it's about hope, it's about you know uh, giving, um, and not just giving gifts, but giving love. Um, it's not even about giving gifts; it's about giving love to your family and friends, and and that means a lot to me. So um, just the fact that I would see. You know, Santa kicking down a kid down a slide. It's meant to be very funny, but I didn't find it funny. I, I found it kind of disgusting. Um, and um, and the and the whole lamp thing. When I mean, once I saw the actual movie, there's a lot more to it than just that. There is a lot being said about um uh family and you know love and all that there that is definitely there you've and i certainly saw it near the end uh when the uh when the the old man you know because honestly it reminded me a bit about my old man there was a one Christmas, uh, small soldiers, which was a movie that I just adored when I was younger. Um, and, and I would just be on that kick for like maybe a year or two, maybe, or maybe I'm, maybe I'm wrong, but I know it was a long while. Um, and, my dad went and called because there was no more small soldiers toys. He went and called every uh, toy store in any area to ship um, small soldiers toys for Christmas, and uh, and that that was very meaningful because that just that just shows you what kind of 
uh, heart my my dad had. And um, even my grandfather, he has that same heart too. Because uh, unbeknownst to me, he would uh, he had actually when he saw how much I loved this movie, he went out and uh, got a whole bunch of uh, kids' toys from McDonald's and packaged them up. And I um, and um, about a year ago, my grandmother gave me the whole collection that he collected that he accumulated over that small short period of time and so um the old man in that movie reminded me a bit about that which which uh, meant that the impact from the sequel um hit me even more and um so with that said, let's go ahead and get into Keith's thoughts on that before we get into mine. So, um, after watching the sequel, uh, Keith says, I have come to appreciate the original cast. Um, excuse me. I came to appreciate the original film. The original cast is back, which is phenomenal, majority of them at least, uh, but the comedy, he says, felt forced. And, and yes, uh, the original cast is back, at least a good majority of them, like uh, like uh, the actor who played uh, Ralphie, um, uh, who was the bully's name, I'm blanking, uh, Flick, 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 I, I, I don't remember their names. That's how much of an impact this movie had on me. I don't remember their names. Um, and, you know, the, the brother to Ralphie, like a small little cameo, um, the only ones that, that I could tell that didn't actually return were, uh, the old man and the, the, the mother. Now, the, the guy who played the father, the old man, he actually passed away in the early 2000s. So he obviously he couldn't return. Um, and the mother, the mother, she retired from acting um, back in 2007, I think it said. I think that's what uh, was said. I might be wrong on that, though. But um, uh, regardless, she, her character was replaced by uh, a different actress. And... Um, And uh, and I thought that was a different actress because she seemed a whole lot more younger than what I had anticipated. I was like, oh, wow, she aged quite well. Um, and then I started thinking about it. And I was like, there's no way. There is no, no way. Um, so, yeah. But that said, it was um, it was good to see a returning cast um after after all those years i mean you could imagine i mean almost 40 years and you know that's quite a long time that's i mean that's almost four decades almost four decades am i am i right um and they phew, they managed to actually get the entire cast. I would have thought that at least some of those kids retired from 
uh, from acting, you know, or maybe they did and they just pulled a few strings to get them to just at least do a little quick cameo. Um, but anyways, back on to what Keith says here. So the comedy felt forced, which I agree, the comedy did feel forced. And uh, Ralphie's kids were not as charming as the original kids, and the bullies were pointless. Yes, absolutely, absolutely, Keith. The um, so uh, the the kids, I they weren't really given much to do. Neither were the bullies. The bullies you could have deleted from the entire movie, and the movie would still been the same. You, they were pointless they they serve no function to the story it didn't really move the story along that i could tell um especially since the actual uh ralphie's kids were not even part of the main story themselves except for being um um i'd hate to say mcguffin because a mcguffin is a is an object and everything uh but th- Maybe that's how I felt about the kids in this movie. Is I felt like they were just a, a, a plot device to keep, get the story going and everything. Um, however, I mean, I feel like that might have it might have been much more interesting if they actually delved deeper into Ralphie being a father. But they seem to be very stuck on him being a writer, and and they couldn't find a fifty-fifty split between the two. It was either him as a writer or, or him as a father, and they decided, well, let's go ahead and give him the the writer thing. And and honestly, that kind of seems like a bit of a workaholic thing, and nobody, that doesn't seem very, you know, I would have thought they would, maybe it would be generic to actually do it that way, though, to have it be a story about, you know, a workaholic father who uh, found, you know, that he was missing his children growing up and you know that sort of thing uh perhaps it was a bit too cliche because it's been done before especially in a christmas movie it's been done before um so the story mainly from what i could tell was from what i could tell it was uh you know what what was this story really because it seemed to be, it seemed to want to be about you know one thing, but then it, I feel like the truth of it all is is that the story wanted to be something, but was truly another, and that story was the the heart element, the heart element of uh, Ralphie and his own father, his old man, and uh, that that's probably what got me uh, pretty emotional during that, like um, because. That is what, um, that was the main drive of the entire movie from the beginning it was, and then, and then the end. Um, so it it just seemed to take a back burner, the, that plot line in, in the background there. Uh, but it, it, uh, it was definitely in the forefront at the beginning and the end. So it was definitely in the bookends of the movie. Um, and... That whole um, thing about the the father and everything. Um, I have found that I have been very emotional when it comes to a um, 
uh, a parent figure lately in a, a movie. Um, something about about it reminds me of my own parents and uh, how much I appreciate all that they have done for me. Um, but like many parents, have they done everything right? <laughs> no. But did they need to? No. Because even in their, um, even in their screw-ups, they taught me a lot. And, um, and I feel like that is the biggest point on on a Christmas story Christmas was that uh that element there um and and it did it did shook me a little bit um here I am dropping things um it did shake me up a little bit just to cuz Maybe it hits harder uh, for me than it should. I don't know. Um, But um, overall, I did enjoy both of these movies. I I do not think that they will ever be in my classics. Uh, they certainly won't be in my top five. They might be the, the top ten. They could possibly be in the top ten, but not my top five. Um, I'll have to sit down and actually write down my top ten and top five before I actually disclose which which uh, which ones those are. But um, but yeah. Um, let's see here. So Keith's thoughts go on here, and he actually gives a rating here. Um, the sequel, the sequel for Keith, it paid good homage, but it overall fell flat for him. Um, and he does give a scale from one to ten, um, one being a turd and ten being an epic. He gave it a five out of ten. And um, honestly, Keith, I disagree. I disagree with that rating. Um, now, um, I will say that the first one it probably did um, have a bit more something about nostalgic the nostalgia of like an, an, another movie or whatever. It, um, I don't know. I don't know where I'm going to go with this, but. Um, Something about that first movie and nostalgia of it may have, may trigger people to be like, no, you know, when when I when I say this, but um, um, for me, the um, the original movie, A Christmas Story, A Christmas Story, uh, that one, that one, I would have to rate a, mm, um, I'm gonna say a six out of ten. As for the sequel, uh, in the last uh, recording, I actually gave it like a 7 out of 10, but no, 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 it's not a 7 out of 10. That's a little too high. 
So, um, but I did like it a little bit better than the original. Uh, and it may have to do with what I stated before about the emotional trigger there. Because um, I can't help but rate a movie that makes me cry a little bit higher than the last movie that didn't make me cry. Um, so for me, the sequel was a 6.5 out of 10. So, uh, that, that would be the rating for me. So, but, um, but yeah, that was a Christmas story Christmas. And, um, and I know that this episode was actually a little bit shorter than, uh, than, uh, the last episode, but that may have to do with, um, the fact that we are missing the other half of Kimmel and Cox. So, uh, so that would probably be why this is only around 30 minutes. Yeah, about 32, maybe. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's probably why. But, um, I digress. So, while we, you know what, let me get my notes back out here. But, um, in the next episode, uh, as I mentioned before, we'll go ahead and discuss... Um, Indiana Jones, and um, and please do um, please do subscribe to us on YouTube or listen, you know, subscribe to us on Spotify, Anchor, RSS dot com, um, and uh, go ahead and follow us on our, all of our socials. We have a TikTok, a Instagram. Um, I believe we have a Facebook account now. Um, don't quote me on that, though, because we have had some issues with the, with that, so maybe we don't. Uh, but uh, we also have Twitter. Go ahead and follow us on the uh, Twitter. And, um, and, and do us a favor. Um, if uh, you enjoyed us so well and would like to see us improve and become even better as a... Uh, a podcast that you'd like to listen on the regular basis. Go ahead and um, go ahead and help us out on Patreon. Um, there's uh, quite a few perks, quite a few perks on Patreon that I am sure you are going to love. So go ahead and do that for us, and you will not be disappointed. So, with all that out of the way, I just want to say that I wish you all the very best. Be good to yourselves. Much love. Until next time. You dipstick.